Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's talk some hoops. Let's get to it. His voice is always stronger than mine, but particularly today... Tom Haberstroh, Metal Arc Media NBA analyst, co-host of the Basketball Illuminati podcast. Mr. Haberstroh, good morning, buddy. Good morning, man. Am I going to have to carry you like Scottie Pippen did in the yeah. game? At least to a pharmacy that sells lozenges at a minimum. I don't know what's going on, bud. I just woke up. and that, You know what? I think I was so excited you are on the show. My voice just went away. <laughs> You're speechless. You're speechless. I literally unable to produce speech. Um, let's hit some of the performances last night. Let's let's start with Devin Booker. The Suns have been awesome this year. Devin Booker has been extraordinary this year. I know we're early in the season, about the quarterway point, but in terms of Devin Booker's MVP case and, and the Suns' shot at a championship, from what we've seen, what's your read on on each of those things? Oh, he's got a great case. Uh, to be in the conversation. I mean, the, the issue that Devin Booker has is that everyone uh, in the league is seeing their numbers soar, and there's a lot of parity in the league. So um, you're going to have a big jumble of outside, maybe the top of the NBA players who are going to have candidacy because it's just, it's been a weird season of injuries. And what's really working in Devin Booker's favor is the fact that, you know, Chris Paul's been out you know, with injuries, he's only played 10 of the team's 21 games. And yet Devin Booker continues to lead and show that, you know, he is, uh, if not the alpha, certainly the one, a one B on that team in terms of what they need to do to win games. He's at the forefront, averaging 29 points a game, uh, just about 50% shooting from the floor. He's been sensational and doing it without Cameron Johnson, without Chris Paul and doing it while all that, you know, Uh, Coming into the season, Robert Sarver, Cloud hanging over the team, and DeAndre Ayton's contract status hanging over the team. But Devin Booker and Mikel Bridges have been leading this team through those injuries and controversies. They've done a fantastic job. And Devin Booker, as good as any scorer in the league one-on-one, and you saw it last night against Chicago, a team that's really reeling, uh, hung 51 points against them. And then before that, 44 at that soaring Sacramento Kings team. So he is doing an amazing job. 20 of 25 shooting last night, just super efficient, really great performance from Devin Booker. Tom, I know we're a long ways from this, and there's plenty of time for Chris Paul to get healthy, get right. April is a, is a long ways away. But for the sake of argument, if, if Chris Paul is either banged up for a postseason run or just not at the level we've come to expect, what is the ceiling for this Suns team come the playoffs? 
Well, he's such a smart player, and even though he might not be uh, fully healthy in the playoffs, he's such a great orchestrator and a guy who just picks apart your defense and a really smart defender who orchestrates you on the defensive end and organizes you uh, much in the same way. I think that's really what they're going to miss in the playoffs is you know, you need that guy who talks things through defensively, the Draymond Green, the LeBron Jameses, and I think in the playoffs, I have no doubt that the Phoenix Suns can score with the best of them. But if Chris Paul isn't there, I think they're going to really hurt in the leadership category, just defensively organizing and making sure everyone's on, you know, head on a swivel, calling out the opposing plays. And so I think when you talk about ceiling for the Phoenix Suns without Chris Paul, uh, that that really lowers them. I think maybe a first round out. Uh, is the likely scenario because of how good the, uh, the the Western Conference is, how much talent is in the West. Um, with C- Chris Paul, I mean, they can win the Western Conference. They're that good. Uh, but at, at the if they do not have uh, his leadership out there, I think they're either a first out or a semifinal out. Tom Habershow here on the show. I'm Bill Ryder on CBS Sports Radio. Tom, the Celtics, without Ime Odoka, suspended the expectation he will not coach the Celtics again. Nonetheless, they're 18-4. and four. Another win last night. Another great Jason Tatum performance. Jalen Brown's been amazing. And of those four losses, two of them, for whatever this does or doesn't matter, came in overtime games that they lost. Is there any takeaway for you? I'm not trying to take shots at, at Adoka, but any takeaway for, for, for you on the level to which you think we can discern how much Ime Adoka was responsible for last year's run? Well, defensively, they're not even close to last year's team. I mean, right now they're still right around average, bottom 10 defense. Last year they were second in defensive rating. Um, It's just the offense. Missoula's been an incredible offensive mastermind this year. Uh, I mean, the last three games, Bill, the Celtics have scored 130, 140, and 134. And you mentioned – overtime games none of those games were in overtime they were all in regulation uh missoula as young as he is he's cut out a lot of the inefficient shots in this offense and he's added way more you know quick attacks really sped up the offense and trusting everybody to make really good decisions and malcolm brogdon is an amazing addition efficient addition to this team shooting about 50 percent from the floor and about 50 percent from downtown Um, You know, Missoula's offense, really fast, great decision-making. They're shooting from very efficient spots on the floor. And what you're seeing is just outrageous scoring across the league, but especially with the Boston Celtics. Again, 130, 140, 134 points. You might be numb to the fact in today's NBA, like you see these high-scoring nights, but I just want to put it in perspective for you, Bill. Actually, I don't even need to put it into perspective. You you know how good these Doc Rivers Celtics teams were because I remember when you picked uh, the Boston <laughs> Celtics to beat the Miami Heat, no questions asked in yeah, that first year. It's a done deal. It was a done deal because, you know what, they had Hall of Famers. They were battle-tested. They were incredibly good. They won multiple seasons of 60-game seasons. Rondo's uh, elbow it, wasn't injured yet by Dwayne Wade, all of it. <laughs> yes, I don't need to remind you how good those Celtics teams, <laughs> but I will, say, I will tell you this, Bill. In the Doc Rivers era, in the nine seasons that they had, and they won all those games, and K, K, KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, do you know how many times those Celtics teams scored 130 points in regulation in the Doc Rivers era? 
Ooh, I don't know. I love this. Is so Tom Haverstraw. I love it. Tell me. Zero times. Zero Come on. Times. They scored zero times 130 points in regulation, and we just saw the Celtics do it three times in a week. And so just to put that in perspective of the scoring totals that you're seeing, and, uh, you know, Missoula's doing an amazing job getting this team organized and, and scoring efficiently. And Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown are just incredible out there. But with it, these scoring numbers, we just have never seen this before at this level in NBA history. And that Doc Rivers stat, man, I just, it's just incredible what they're doing right now. That is incredible. Tom Haversow on the show. Um, that is a deep cut, by the way. That is one of my favorite uh, I was wrong columns, the follow-up column. Ethan Skolnick t- took way too much pleasure in that. Uh, Tom Haberstroh here on here on the show. If Tom, if you had to take a team to come out of the East, not name Milwaukee and not name Boston, and you had to pick one, where would you turn? Oh, that's a great question because those two teams are just unquestionably head and shoulders above the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, with the group that you've you've cut out for me, I think I would go with the 76ers. Um, you know, James Harden's coming back here. They've kind of re- reset a little bit, winning three out of the last four games. They had a bad loss to the Cleveland, and I'm just, I need to see more from Evan Mobley and Cleveland before I put them above, you know, those veteran players. I know that they can win a lot in the regular season, but to me, uh, with James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, and Joel Embiid healthy, assuming they get healthy before the end of the season, I just think both ends of the floor, I would not be able to count out Joel Embiid. Now, you can make cases for Cleveland and that young group, and Donovan Mitchell certainly has taken the leap into that, you know, superstar status ceiling that we have always wanted him to see in, in, in Utah. But to me, it's Philadelphia. Uh, I'm not sold on the Brooklyn Nets. I've been on this show a hundred times talking about how sell, sell, sell the Brooklyn Nets, fade them. I don't believe in them. Miami, they're really struggling right now on both ends of the floor. We'll see what happens with them. Uh, once they get healthy again. But I think the Philadelphia 76ers have the best shot to come out of the East, assuming they get their, their horses ready. Yeah, for whatever it's worth, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's Philly and, and Cleveland, if you know if you were limited to that group. Uh, Tom, the, the Warriors are, what, 11-11? and 11. Steph's been amazing. There have been some issues outside of Stephen Curry. We've got a long ways to go in this season. Based on what you've seen in previous seasons, based on what you know so far from this season, what is your level of confidence or concern with this Warriors team over the course of the rest of the year? Man, I really needed to see this run from Clay Thompson. I mean, he was really struggling, tr- struggling to stay healthy and confident. His three-point shot was really lacking. Um, and defensively, I don't think he's going to get back to where he was before, um, where he was, you know, all defensive team caliber play uh, as a defender on the wing, always taking the assignment on the best uh, scorer on the wing for the Warriors. But the three-point shot has really come around. Over the last seven games, he's, he's shooting 49%, nearly 50% from downtown, and he's averaging 21 points per game. That is a huge piece for them. And, yeah, I know they lost to the Dallas Mavericks a couple nights ago in a really exciting game at which Steph Curry traveled. Um, the referees called the travel on him on that last-second possession. But they're really close to being back um, yeah, I know the standings don't say it. They're ninth in the Western Conference. But to me, the biggest missing piece is the rotation. Can they get an Otto Porter Jr. or a Gary Payton the second 
to make that big boost off the bench in that rotation. Right now, they're just leaning on a lot of young guys, Ty Jerome, Anthony Lamb, to be that, you know, Jonathan Kaminga is coming on, you know, much better as of late. But they really need Dante DiVincenzo to step up. I mean, that is the missing piece. Draymond Green, I'm not worried about. Klay Thompson, not worried about. Jordan Poole, the referees are really cracking down on travels and palming lately, which has put a dent in his numbers and his efficiency. But to me, the biggest piece is that rotation. Can they get uh, a, a Gary Payton, the second coming out of that rotation and really ascending and giving them a lift when Steph Curry steps off the floor, when Draymond Green or Clay Thompson don't have it? And that's the missing piece. I'm not worried at all about the big three for them, especially with Clay Thompson coming back. They just need more help on the rotation. Tom, what is the likelihood that the Pelicans can be an impactful competitive playoff team this year? Yeah, I mean, they were my favorite over pick in the, in the win-loss, uh, you know, the Vegas win totals preseason. I love the New Orleans Pelican ceiling. And with, uh, you know, the, the defense that we're seeing with Zion Williamson as of late, and this is a guy who has all the tools to be an elite defender. He's got really, you know, insane hops. He's super strong. He's got great basketball IQ that you could see offensively and defensively at Duke. We remember seeing those closeouts of three pointers where he's blocking guys, you know, from 30 feet away. It seems like just his leaping ability is insane, but he hasn't really put it together defensively. And now you're seeing it uh, with two wins recently over OKC in Toronto. Zion's, you know, he, he didn't really have much of a shot blocking presence previously to those games, but he had three blocks against OKC, two blocks against Toronto, four steals last night when you're seeing him do these things defensively, they are going to be a title contender if he's able to be this elite defender that we've always wanted to see. And to put it in perspective, in the previous 12 games before that OKC game, Zion Williamson had just two blocks total in the previous 12 games. And then he had three, and then he had another two last night. So he's starting to have the light turn on defensively and offensively. No questions asked. He's an elite player in this league. And now that C.J. McCollum is going to be coming back and playing at a high level, Brandon Ingram has been injured. But this team, man, they are so good. They have defense. They have scoring, well-coached. I think with Zion Williamson really digging in defensively, this team can be a title contender when they're healthy. All right, Tom, last one for you. Give me your way-too-early borderline unfair to ask you NBA MVP ballot if you had to put it in in the next 30 seconds. Yeah, you know, right now I've got Jokic, number one, two-time reigning MVP. I have no reason to believe that he isn't the best player in the league. You know, people talk about defense, but, you know, this this offense that he's created is incredible. He's averaging more assists per game than Luka Doncic. Nikola Jokic, when he's off the floor, they get outscored by 17 points per 100 possessions. And with him on the floor, uh, they're a title contender. So Nikola Jokic is my MVP. I've got Giannis at number two, Steph Curry at number three, um, and Luka Doncic there at number four. I think the the scoring numbers across the league are outrageous. There's inflation, scoring inflation. It's not just the American economy in the NBA too, but defensively, um, you know, Nikola Jokic. That's the only thing that you can't. That's the only knock that you have on him. But his offense is under. It's outrageous, and he's one game away from winning the Western Conference in the standing. So uh, Jokic is my guy, three-time MVP. Uh, if he if he keeps continuing to play out at outrageous offense, that's my guy. 
at the quarter mark in the NBA season. Uh, Metal Lark, NBA superstar Tom Haverstrow, who once we get off here is going to carry me Pippin Jordan-esque to uh, CVS to get some lozenges. Also the co-host of the Illuminati podcast. My friend, uh, as always, man, love having you on. Thanks for, thanks for making the time. You got it, Bill. Feel better. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.